Welcome to Ascending Olympus, the Inner Sanctum's Olympics podcast. I'm your host, Jackie, and today I'm joined by an old favourite, which is Will. <laughs> How are you today? That's good, thanks, Jackie. I'm glad to be an old favourite. Um, but yeah, keen to get into it tonight because it's crazy to think it's only day three because there's so much going on and so much to talk about as well. So yeah, plenty happening. Day three on the scoreboard, but like day six of there actually being Olympic sports going on. Uh, we're going to actually go back to day two for a second because we recorded the pod before possibly the biggest shock upset of the Olympics. There might be a bigger one coming up, but France beat Team USA in the basketball last night, which Aussies got the chance to beat them in exhibitions in Las Vegas earlier in the month. But I did not think that they would come into Olympic competition and lose their first game. It was a big shock, wasn't it? Um it was not the not the result I guess you you expected to wake up to this morning, um, but yeah, France um, claiming the claiming the win eighty three seventy six, um, and yeah, just a real big big shock to the competition I guess. Big um, third quarter from France as well, um, twenty five points to eleven um, for the US, and that was really what sealed it. Yeah, also very long. Um final minute I guess is the best way to put it it just seemed to go on the U.S. anytime the French got the ball just went straight for the foul to um throw the free throws up there and France managed to convert a lot of them which I think really like sealed the deal with that seven point win but I'm just gobsmacked (laughs) ultimately that France got away with that win and they now look like a big threat um for the rest of the competition yeah, for sure, and I think um, the the flow on effect that has for the boomers as well is going to be going to be huge because that sort of obviously is a massive shockwave to the to the competition and um, keeps the I guess the the race the medal race um, all in the end wide open. Saw the boomers claim that win over Nigeria on Sunday night, um, and yeah, they're looking in hot form, and um, it'll be interesting if if the boomers and um, team USA meet in the in the finals. Yeah, and I guess another side that is going to be very interesting to meet come finals is Slovenia with Luka Doncic, which if there is an individual that can carry a team to a medal, it is definitely Luka. In their match earlier today against Argentina, Luka scored 48 points, which was more points than KD, Giroud Holiday and Lillard combined last night, which... Obviously, separate games, so it is a little bit disrespectful to compare, but it's still just a massive game from one person. It is a fun little factoid, actually. I like that. But um, it, it very nearly broke the, the single-game record of 55 points. Um, so it was it was well within his sights, I guess. But I think I also saw a stat that said it was um, was the highest. Oh, you'd have to think it would be the highest on... Um, on Olympic debut by, by any athlete. So, um, yeah, fantastic to see. And, and as you said, uh, if Luca's playing like that for the whole, whole tournament, um, yeah, Slovenia, every chance to contend for a medal. Yeah. And well, speaking of medals, Australia has done quite well in the pool today. Uh, the biggest one is obviously Ariane Timmis drawing first blood against Katie Ledecky in the 400 meter free, which, I personally thought that that was going to be a close race, which it was, but Ledecky would get the win. And I may have been screaming at the TV this morning or early this afternoon watching Ariane get over the line. It was absolutely fantastic to watch, wasn't it? And it was, um, 
it was a thrilling uh, race right to the end, I guess, because, um, you know, she was behind for the first, for, yeah, all, all but the the last two, um, last two turns, I guess, um, when, when it really mattered. And, um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely phenomenal to watch. She, she held her own and, and came home um, incredibly strong, which was just, just awesome to see. And I think, um, yeah, she's absolutely done the whole of Australia proud um, with that result. Yeah, I do wonder if um, there, you have had a little bit of beef with Americans on Twitter today, which was very funny in my opinion. But I think that it could show that this flipped program uh, at the Olympics this year because all of the medal races are in the morning and then the heats are in the evening, uh, that there's going to be some carry-on effect with the medals because Ledecky did actually swim in the 200 free and the 1500 free tonight as well, which while she was possibly like trying to conserve some energy, you can't really do that in a medal race either. Yeah. That is a bit, bit of an interesting, interesting thought, actually, I guess um, she's, she's keeping her options open as to, as to which medal she, um, she can win. But um, yeah, as you say, it definitely sort of sacrifices, I guess, um, her chances of, of contending properly, I suppose you could say for, for all of them. Um, and as for that Twitter beef, yes, it was, um, it was one-sided beef, but, um, it felt pretty satisfying to just call call this guy out who apparently had never heard of the 2019 world champion um, and current Olympic gold medalist in the women's 400-meter freestyle. <laughs> yeah, and it won't even be the first time these two come up against each other. They'll see each other again in the 200-meter free final and then also very likely to see each other in the 800-meter free file final. So it'd be nice to see... Uh, Timus get a clean sweep, but I think that Ledeck is going to have her covered in that long one, especially. We'll move on to the other two medals that we had in the pool today, which was first up was the 100 meter butterfly, which Emma McKeon got the bronze in. Um, it looked like for a lot of the race, she wasn't actually going to get that bronze, but right at the end, she just snuck in there and it was quite exciting for what is a very short race and a difficult uh, stroke. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was um, it was almost the tail of the day, and we'll get to that again in a minute with with the men's four by hundred freestyle um, team. But um, it was yeah, it was really the story of the day with with Aussies really just coming home strong in the pool. Um, and yeah, bronze, um, great result for Emma McCann, um, and and yeah, just. Um, just a really good race to watch that one as well. Well, yeah. And as you said, with that uh, four by 100 meter relay with the men's, we were obviously a favorite to get the gold in the women's, which was yesterday. And then today we've come home with a bronze, which isn't too surprising in the grand scheme of things, but what a final leg from Kyle Chalmers, our fastest split of the entire race. Yeah, that was, absolutely incredible wasn't it it was um i think he came from sixth to third just in that last 50 meters which was absolutely incredible and um yeah that's amazing to to get that result of bronze and he nearly very nearly um clinched silver um for us Aussies as well i think we were 0.11 seconds off um silver which was um kept everyone kept everyone thrilled to the end as well yeah you and you cannot be mad at that bronze medal i personally predicted that we get a bronze in that and that was me thinking it was a long shot and when it was like I was just like oh yes genius <laughs> but also just so happy that we're actually meeting expectations in the pool this year whereas Rio it was 
very disappointing in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'll just run through the heats from tonight. We didn't do too well in some of the other ones, but in what could easily just be called Katie Ledecky versus Australia. Uh, the 200 meter free, Ariane Titmus qualified in fourth in the heats for the semi for the for the semifinals, but um, Katie Ledecky was the first place qualifier and. Aussie Maddie Wilson also qualified in third ahead of Titmus. So she'll not be in the ideal golden lanes, but I think she's still in a very good position to win that race. She did finish first in her heat. So ultimately it was just the case of a slower heat. And then in the 1500 meter free final where Katie Ledecky broke a Olympic record, we also had Maddie Goff, Maddie Goff and Kia Melverton qualify for the final in the uh, seventh and eighth slots, which we won't see them for another day and a half, or maybe it's even two days for that final because they've just got to work up so much more to recover. You do say there, um, Katie Ledecky versus Australia, but I wonder if it's uh, Ariane Titman as first the US because I know after her win today, She'll be living rent-free in quite a few American mines. So, um, yeah, good to see the good to see plenty of Aussies of action in the pool today. Yeah, I think she can relish in the fact that she's a uh, villain in the eyes of the Americans, as some were saying. Uh, but you took a look at the skateboarding, which had a very young podium. It was quite remarkable, actually, um, to to see that result today, um, because in the the women's street skating, um, obviously a new event at Tokyo, um, the combined age of the podium um, is forty two years old, and that is quite a remarkable um, result, I guess, because um, uh, the girls who and literally girls who won um, um, gold and silver are both thirteen years of age, um, which is yeah, absolutely incredible, and. Um, and then, um, yeah, the girl who won bronze as well is 16. So, yeah, just um, crazy to see that. And, and it was good um, for Japan as the, the host country as well because, um, yeah, the girls who won gold and bronze were both from Japan there. Yeah, and it's interesting with the street skateboarding just in the fact that they are so young. And the skateboarding, at least the lineup for all four um, medal events, the average age is quite young and there are a lot of teenagers competing, but 13 year olds winning just sounds so unbelievable. And they might not even be the only 13 year olds winning at the Olympics this year because Sky Brown, who will be in the park skateboarding competing for America is also a pretty solid medal chance. Um, And whilst maybe it'll be a bigger upset if she wins two 13 year olds winning a gold and another 13 year old winning a silver in skateboarding, just shows how much strength there is in the youth in that sport in particular. In particular, It's quite interesting, actually. I think um, in terms of the, the future of skating at the Olympics, if we're seeing um, such good competition um, this early, I guess, in its Olympic life and su- such young athletes winning um, medals, I think it, it bodes well for the, yeah, the future of skating at the Olympics. Yeah, and the Aussies did quite well in the hockey today, uh, getting a 6-0 win over China. Um the inner sanctums Jasper was disappointed because he predicted eight nil, but <laughs> it was a massive win regardless to just dominate an opponent. And the hockey roos defense just looks so good once again. It was absolutely a great win, and it was um it was great to see as well. Um, the hockey roos kept it going right till the end. We're up four nil, I think, with just less than three minutes to go, and then scored 
um, or just less than five minutes ago, rather, and then scored two two goals in the last five minutes um, to to absolutely ice ice that game. So it was um, it was great to see. And now the the hockey roos are at the top of the top of the table in Group B, um, and and looking like a real medal threat as well. Yeah, and I think that we may have underestimated the hockey roos just a little bit. Um, they're not world number ones the same way that the Kookaburras are, but they looked really good in those matches against New Zealand. They've just come out in Tokyo 2020 and looked even better than they did in those matches. So I think that getting to play those additional two matches right before the Olympics started has helped bring that team together a lot more. And I know that there was issues with culture around 2016, but in 2020, that's a completely different side and a very happy looking side as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to see like all the goals stay, all six of them. Um, yeah, the girls just really getting around each other. And um, yeah, as you say, it's a real testament to the culture of the team now. And we'll move on to another big Aussie win in a different way. Uh, the Stingers, Australia's women's water polo team, managed to beat the Netherlands today, coming back from like a pretty sizable deficit to end up winning 15-12 in the end. Did you, what did you think of it? <laughs> Yeah, quite a remarkable turnaround. I think um, I think the Dutch were leading eight four at one point, and we we came around and um, and levelled it, and then and they managed to go on and win fifteen twelve, which is um, yeah a great result again. Yeah, because there's so much on. Like I'll admit, I, there's a lot of games that I just don't watch the full thing of, and I only capture clips. Um, but the end of the third quarter was the real part that I watched of this match and focused on, and it was just very much back and forth, back and forth. It went from I think it was 7-9 to us getting back to level at 9 or them sneaking ahead. And, I, and it was 10 all at the third quarter break. And then I missed the entire final quarter. And when I saw the result, I was just like, oh, I feel like we've just stolen a win here from a team that is very, very good at the moment. <laughs> so it was very fun to like get that result when I was just like, oh, no, we're in trouble. We're going to be lucky if we don't end up getting pumped right at the end if we run out of steam. Yeah, absolutely. I guess one one thing uh, watching the Olympics, um, any sport as well, is to expect the unexpected. And that's certainly what happened today. And um, yeah, good win. Definitely a morale-boosting win, um, yeah, for the Stingers. Yeah, and I'll say less morale-boosting for Australia, but we did end up losing in the softball tonight 4-1 to Mexico, which means, unfortunately... We will not be playing in the bronze medal match. And I believe it is the lowest Australia has ever finished at the Olympics with a fifth place in the group of six, which is disappointing to have, have happened, but there's some quality in those teams that are left over, especially that Japanese and Canadian teams. Obviously the U.S. are the best, but you cannot dismiss the rest of the top four by any stretch. And uh, speaking of a little bit more disappointment, I guess we did see some surfing today, but um, I guess the uh, the notable result from that was Steph Gilmore, who um, has been eliminated um, after losing to uh, Bianca Buitendag, and as well as that, Julian Wilson um, lost to Gabriel Medina in his match as well. Um, but we still do see um, Sally Fitzgibbons and Owen Wright uh, motoring on in the surfing there as well. Yeah, uh, Sally Fitzgibbons posted some massive scores as well. I think she ended up with over 15 points total in the end, which she's a star. She's the person that we thought would be the gold medal favourite. It's very, like, it's disappointing to see Gilmore bounce out this early. I think that 
it's what happens at the Olympics as well. As we've said, you often expect the unexpected and the fact that she was probably our second best chance for a medal in the surfing and has then gone down and we've kept one of the men in. It's sad to see that she's gone, but you kind of just have to accept it and move on at the same time. Sally Fitzgibbon's very, very likely to reach that uh, gold medal final. I don't fully know how to phrase it when it comes to the surfing. Um, And I think that Owen Wright is a good chance to make it at least to the semis, which then he's got a three and four chance to win a medal in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it's almost similar to Ash Barty being knocked out. No one expected that, but um, but as you say, the the Olympics, they move move pretty fast. So um, yeah, you gotta gotta move on. But um, yeah, I'm sure I've got no doubt um, Aussies will be cheering on Sally Fitzgibbons and um, and Owen Wright all the way. Well, yeah, and it's funny that you say that the Olympics move fast because the surfing final was actually expected to be on Wednesday morning and it's been brought forward to tomorrow afternoon. Uh, So all of the quarterfinals and semifinals have been brought forward and then in the evening or early afternoon slash evening, there will be the finals, which prep-wise I think is going to hurt and also help some but with the weather that's been scheduled um there's no way that that was going to be safe on wednesday for teams to get out yeah you're right there and i think it's um it is a hazard i guess of having having a sport that is dependent on the weather but they have um they have allowed for for sort of leeway with that um with the conditions um and things like that so yeah it'll be a, a quick turnaround i think from the the semis to the final but um yeah, it should be it should be good to watch nonetheless. Yeah, and I'll finish with just one quick little story, which is back on gymnastics, which is probably one of my favorite events. Uh, the men's team Russian in the men's team event, the Russian Olympic Committee has just claimed its first team gold in twenty five years. So the last time when they were Russia, obviously, uh, won in 1996 at the Atlanta Olympics. They haven't won a gold medal in the men's since 2000, which was an individual all-round. And they've come out today and pipped both Japan and China uh, by just like a handful of points in the end, which it says a lot about the growth in Russian gymnastics in the past couple of years. But it is also great to see a team come back after losing some of that pedigree over the past quarter of a century. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good result. And um, yeah, I'm sure they've done, done the country of Russia and the, the Russian Olympic Committee proud. So we'll probably end it here. Well, thanks for coming back. I'm sure you'll be on the pod a couple more times throughout the rest <laughs> of the Olympics. Uh, but this has been Ascending Olympus. You can find us on Twitter at Ascending Olipod. And you can read daily recaps, Aussie recaps, swimming recaps later next week athletics recaps live blog pretty much everything olympics at this point uh on the innersanctum.com.au so thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow